On today's Locked On Texans podcast, how can the Houston Texans beat the Carolina Panthers? Very simple formula. Cody and I will give you the game on that. And we look at the players who could be extended during this season. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 everybody, to a Wednesday's episode of the Locked On Texans Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Say it with me. Your, your team, team every day. day. Five times in your face. Hmm. That's how we're coming through with this Texan talk. Thank you to all of our first-time listeners and viewers. If this is your first time, please subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, and follow us on Twitter, slash X at Locked On Texans. To all of our returning listeners, thank you for coming back for another episode as you guys continue to lend us your ear. We continue to talk Texans here on this Wednesday. I am yours, Texans football analyst, John Some Sports Guy Hickman, and of course, joining me as always, I kind of think of him think of him as your own personal inside man, your own inside ear, Texans credential media member, Sports Illustrated's own Cody Davis. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Luckily, mm. the Texans landed CJ Stroud, so you know we're <laughs> going to look at the number one versus number two overall picks in this past year's draft. That's a talking point. We got to look at how the Houston Texans can beat the Carolina Panthers. I know we normally would kind of leave that until later in the week, but guys, we're coming off a bye. And Cody mm. and I are just excited to talk football because now we get an opportunity to talk football about another team. No more than offseason talk. We're in season with this action. But we open up today's show looking at the players who could be extended uh, this season. Yes, sir. And this topic came about because, first and foremost, the Texans, they are in a position where they are still trying to build and establish their roster, which is even though we have seen a lot of success this season, they're still in the somewhat early stages of the rebuild, looking like they are moving into phase two of their rebuild. And they actually have a couple guys on this roster who it might be beneficial for Nick Casario and Coach D'Amico Ryans to stick around for the long haul. And this topic came about because, look, first and foremost, next week is the trade deadline. So next Wednesday, John and myself will be talking about whether or not it was good for the Texans to either be aggressive during the deadline or not so aggressive, and they're just going to stand back with the players that they have. However, John, I'm looking at this from a standpoint. If they do not be aggressive, that means Coach D'Amico Ryans and Nick Casario are content with the players that they have, and rightfully so. And there are several players on this roster who can actually, when you think about it, they should extend them starting now and this topic of conversation came about because as you guys know last week we had an opportunity to talk to Casario and this is what he had to say about in-season extensions no it's a great question uh it's it's very organic it can go both ways quite frankly um we've done it a few times here over the last few years you know Cashman is an example you know a player we extended um you know added a year to his contract in November so 
there's some give and take that's involved. Um, if the player is doing well, maybe the agent will reach out. So try to get the, the ball rolling. We may be internally already maybe having those conversations, but we know we have a certain number of players whose contracts are going to expire at the end of the year. Um, and sometimes you have to let it play itself out and then have those conversations in February and March. Maybe there's some players where you go to them and say, hey, would you be open to potentially adding a year or two to your contract? So there's always some moving parts on that. I think we've been pretty open-minded. We're not going to eliminate necessarily anything. Um, but it's honestly, it's a, it's a great question because there's no right or wrong answer. Um, and it depends on, A, the player, depends on the team, depends on your philosophy and your mindset, and it depends on where the agent maybe thinks the player's market is going to be. <laughs> they may think it's one thing, but in reality it might be something different. You can't necessarily tell them that. So I think you have to be open-minded, not take anything off the table, um, which I think that's the thing about this league. You just have to be flexible and adaptable, and you know, hopefully we've shown the ability to, you know, to do that. So... Matter of fact, D'Amico and I visited this morning, um, just going through the roster, kind of where we are currently, talking about some players potentially for next year. As long as we have a clearly defined role or what we think the role is going to be, then, but it's something that we'll, we'll look at or do. In the end, you're talking maybe, maybe a handful or less of guys that may fit that bill. Um, and a lot of it is they just trust in themselves and want to bet on themselves a little bit, in which you have to respect that. So, Reality is we're probably going to lose some players after a season. Might be able to keep some, um, but we'll just kind of keep moving. Focus on 23, but you know, start to have an eye a little bit on 24. Um, once we get to kind of the beginning of December, once we've kind of gone through the full complement of advanced scouting of the opponents, and you know, we play at the end of the year, it's in division, so we'll, good chance we've seen those teams. We'll kind of transition to for agent prep um, and start to focus on that component of the, of the offseason. Emphasize before moving on. First and foremost, Last year, I do remember when the Houston Texans extended Blake Cashman, and now you look up and Blake Cashman is having himself a career year. But two and most importantly, John, my favorite part of what Nick Casario said, we spoke to him last Tuesday. He said, D'Amico and I met this morning to start looking at players that we can actually keep for the upcoming season. And look, in the next couple of days, it's going to be November. I don't know how many, how much you're actually going to be around at the start of November, but um, I'll be here. <laughs> we'll see. But the one thing I, I'm, I'm looking at, trade deadline is next Tuesday. Next Wednesday is November 1st. John, I would not be surprised if, like Nick Casario just said, we will see a handful of players agreeing to an extension, whether it's one year, whether it's two years, and I'll let you, you know, just go through which players you think might be a candidate for extensions and stuff. But I just want to use this opportunity to say this is another another example to show that the Houston Texans have moved forward with their rebuilding project. Because when you go back and you take a look at the last two, three seasons, when you talked about in-season extensions, it was like (laughs) outside of Laramie Tunsil, Titus Howard, and whoever you drafted, a lot of these guys you did not want to see back. Now, I think it's fair to say at least a handful of these guys, i.e. a Shaq Griffin, possibly a George Fant, um, or whoever the case might be, there are several guys on this roster where you look and say, man, it might be in the Texans' best interest to lock them up for the uh, for the 2024 season, and the best thing to do that is to make sure you lock them up now. That's a good question. I think for Houston right now, it's all about looking at this roster and figuring out, okay, 
who makes sense for our future plans. And um, I'm going to say, number one, one guy that I really do like, and when I look at Houston and what they could be under D'Amico Ryans, I'm going to continue to preach this word, and that is depth. Main reason why I like the MyJ Sanders pick. And another guy who I think Houston should look at keeping next year and moving forward because of how good he can be for Houston, only 27 years old. He could be a perfect guy that can come in and relieve whenever you get your future stud D tackle, which is something that I believe Houston will address in this up year, upcoming year's draft. I look at Khalil Davis as a player that I think Houston should keep on. Uh, he, he's come in, he's kind of fit in that same role that we've seen where Lopez get an opportunity to play in, Curry Hines get an opportunity to play in. But of those three guys, nobody has played uh, as consistently and has had more of an impact on the game defensively for Houston uh, than Khalil Davis. And he's a guy that I think you should bring back next year. And I also look at the third-year man out of Michigan who was yes, coming sir. up on his last year. <laughs> Next year will be the last year of uh, of his rookie deal. I think Houston needs to go ahead and get a deal done with Nico Collins at some point during this year. The last time – well, not the last time, but I do remember Rex Burkhead getting an extension later in the season. I know you want to shake your head. But when he got that extension uh, a couple of years ago, I believe that was in December of 2021, I believe, for Houston. Mm-hmm. I can see this kind of being the same thing. For Nico Collins, maybe not be immediate, may, may, may not get that contract worked out immediately because it is October. We're going into the first week of November in a couple of weeks. Maybe Houston, Houston still wants to see what they have in Nico, but I cannot see Houston. We can call him a stud. We can call him a star. We can call him whatever. But Nico has been a very good player for Houston. And if he continues on this ascension as a player at that wide receiver position with no injuries or limited injuries, he can play 14 to 15 games. He's on pace to knock that out right now. He's going to have a career year. He's already having a career year. (laughs) I look at Nico as a player when you look a couple of years down the line. Of of all the draft picks that Nick, uh, Nick Casario didn't hit on, Nico was one of the ones at that, you know, that 2021 draft class where he only had a pick Davis Mills in the third round. Nico would be the one that worked out. And I think Houston needs to make sure that they wrap him up because if we're seeing the progression and how good he's been playing, then make no doubt about it. Other mm-hmm. teams around the NFL are seeing the same thing. So I would love to see Nico get a deal done with the Houston Texans. They get that taken care of, keep their talent in-house, and bring them back for the next couple of seasons. Hey guys, it's your boy John, some sports guy Hickman here to tell you about game time. You should not have to worry about how you're getting your next ticket to the next big event in your area. Game time is easy and the fast way to buy all tickets for your sporting events, music events, comedy, and theater events near you. And with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, the best price guarantee, and you can even go with the zone deals where you pick the section and GameTime picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for your First-time purchase, get a discount of $20 off your first time. I'm using that myself. Anita Baker's coming to town. 
and I need to go ahead and see Anita. So I'm getting my twenty dollars off by game time by using the game time promo code locked on NFL on the game time app. Just create the account, use the promo code locked on NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. In these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have all of the accessible tools that you need to make sure that you're hiring the right people for your team faster and for free. Just add your job online to LinkedIn Jobs and then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. Again, post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers. So, question of the day. How can the Houston Texans beat the 0-6 Carolina Panther team? Now, a lot of y'all are looking like, are probably looking like or listening like, uh, you just go up there and you beat them. They're 0-6. They're no good. They haven't beat anybody. They've been blown out their last couple of games. Cannot win the one-score games like the Carolina Panthers have been in at some point during the year. You just handle your business and you take care of what you need to take care of. And while I get that, I do want to let you guys know the Texans have lost their last four matchups against the Carolina Panthers, and they lead that series all-time 4-2. to two. So wow. the Houston Texans – do have something to play for. Number one, of course, you want to keep those playoff hopes alive. But this is a team that has, and these are the two youngest franchises in the league, by the way, it's the Carolina Panthers, I want to say the Jacksonville Jaguars, and mm-hmm. the Houston Texans, who are the youngest. In a young matchup, they've kind of beaten the Texans a couple of times out of the six times they met up. So for Houston, I think that there's a couple of things that they can do to pull out the victory on Sunday. Number one, guys, the Carolina Panthers are the second-worst run defense in the NFL. And by the way, as much as we want to talk about the Houston Texans being better at stopping a run, did you know Houston currently allows 62 fewer yards on the ground this year compared to last year, going from 170 to 108? So we talk about the D'Amico Ryan's effect. We, we may be spoiled here. Like, we want to be better. We want to be better. Do you guys not remember how bad the Houston Texans were the past three seasons? Going from 170 to 108 is phenomenal. Mm, 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 so, shout out to D'Amico Ryans and his defensive coaching staff. Also, in three games, Houston has allowed only 99 rushing yards per game. In the last three games, Houston has only allowed 99 rushing yards per game. So, we're seeing them get better week in and week out with stopping a run. But in terms of being able to beat the Carolina Panthers, who are the second worst run defense in the NFL, they are allowing four point yards per carry. They've allowed 12 TDs on the ground this year, and they are allowing 144 rushing yards per game. So attention to order. You guys have crucified me. You guys have slandered me. You guys have dragged my name through the mud. But this is the game where Damian Pierce breaks 
out. And here's the formula for that. For that, It's not going to necessarily be running up the middle. Though the Carolina Panthers running up the middle, defensively, teams are averaging 5.9 yards per carry on the Carolina Panthers running up the middle. But I think if they're going to leave Titus Howard and Larry Tunsil on their left side, the Carolina Panthers are allowing nearly eight yards per carry heading on uh, when running backs rush towards the left tackle. That's what they're allowing defensively right now. And we saw how efficient Devin Singletary was running behind the blocks of Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard. I think this is a recipe for success for Houston. And even when I go back to the Houston Texans last game, the best run for Damian Pierce came up on the side of the center and right guard. And they are allowing defensively 6.3 yards per carry when a running back rushes up the center and right guard side of the football. This is a game. And Devin Singletary, who I believe will, they, they probably should continue with carrying, uh, splitting the carries for Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. But I think that this is a game for not only the running back group as a whole to come together and, and play big. I think this is Damian Pierce's game. So that's number one. That's what I mm. wanted to say for that. Also, the Carolina Panthers are second, the second most missed tackle team in the NFL. Ironically, Houston is ahead of, ahead of them in that department. So they also got to be disciplined defensively. But the Carolina Panthers are not a good team in terms of bringing down their defender. They have missed tackle. So now I'm looking at two things. Well, number one, we know that the running backs can run towards the end of their offensive line, which what they'll do here in, in, in Houston. And they're getting some good yards per pop. I'm also understanding that in Carolina, the tackling technique ain't the best in the world. So do I like the odds of Damian Pierce who runs angry like he runs to break a couple of tackles and get to the second and third level to make some plays? Well, you know what, guys? I do. I do. And this is why, again, I believe that this is going to be the Damian Pierce game that we've been waiting to see. Lastly, the Panthers are allowing 18 points in the second half. Guys, let me tell you something. Tank Dale is back. Nico Collins has been killing it. C.J. Stroud has been in a groove. Dalton Schultz is coming along. He's getting in that groove. Robert Woods is Robert Woods. He's going to be the security blanket. What I am looking forward to for the Houston Texans this upcoming week is to take what the Panthers have given to everybody. They've allowed everybody to run crazy on them. Again, 144 yards allowed on the ground, 4.9 yards per carry. When teams rush to the left side of the ball towards the left tackle, they're averaging nearly eight yards per carry. When they're running towards the right guard in the left, in the, in the right guard in the center position, they're averaging 6.3 yards per carry. This is what the Carolina Panthers have been doing the entire year. Be the team that continues to take what they give you. And that's a bad run defense. That's poor tackling techniques and not taking advantage of their opportunities. And that's also a team that has allowed the opposing offenses to go crazy on them in the second half by putting up 18 points. I'm expecting this to be an offensive explosion for the Houston Texans by being able to run the ball, open up their playbook, and put points on the board. To your point about the run game, I'm I'm – Real interested to see how the Texans go about that because 
we all know that this is a team who wants to establish the run. This is a team that wants to utilize the run as much as possible. I get all that. And, John, I would love for Damian Pierce, to, for this to be his breakout game, to finally break out that sophomore slump. But I'm not too sure if he's going to have the opportunity to do so. Because outside of the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, where I believe he had rushed for a season high, I think it was like 86 or 96 yards, he hasn't looked good. And when you go back and you take a look at the game against the New Orleans Saints, he and Devin Singletary each had 12 or 13 carries. And that's how they was able to establish the run. I go back to something that Coach D'Amico Ryan said on Sunday, that Monday, and he repeated again this following Monday. Of course, he's not going to give insight into what the Texans are thinking in terms of game planning, but the way he was wording his answers to how can the Texans sustain the success that they found in a run game against the Saints, it kind of lets me know that they're going to continue to make sure that they split carries between Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce. But, John, since you took care of the offensive side of the ball, I want to look at the defensive side of the ball. And the one thing that I've noticed about the Carolina Panthers, I understand they have been terrible on the offensive side. They are averaging 18 and a half points. Bryce Young has struggled through the first six games of his career, and it doesn't seem like this offense is going to be that much different against the Houston Texans. However, they have made some changes throughout the bye week. Frank Wright is no longer the primary offensive play offensive play caller. That will be going to the offensive coordinator, Thomas Bryan, which means everything that we've been seeing with, uh, with the Panthers through these first five games of the season, there's a chance that it might be different. And there's a chance that they might look better than they did in a previous six games, which means to your point, John, the Texans defense need to make sure that they stay disciplined, but more importantly, they need to make sure that they do not give the Carolina Panthers offense, especially Bryce Young, any type of confidence in this game. Because I do believe that's going to be the main thing to determine whether or not the Panthers give the Houston Texans a run for their money in this upcoming game. I'm going to say another thing the Houston Texans got to do. They got to do this. And I, and I, and I mean, they got to do this. They got to get sex. after they got to get after the quarterback. They got to complete sacks. You're right on the money, Cody. They have to be able to consistently throughout this game uh, get after the quarterback. They got to be able to get after Bryce Young. Right now, the Carolina Panthers are averaging 2.3 uh, sacks per game. Um, and the they are uh, a little bit worse at home. And the Texans will be traveling to Carolina to give up three at home. This is an opportunity for Houston uh, and again, they, they got a banged up offensive line, guys. That old line is not the best in the world, to say the least. I said it on yesterday's show. This is an opportunity for the Terminator, Will Anderson, to go crazy. Mm. But they got to complete those sacks. I, I, I need to see Houston get at least two sacks, two and a half sacks on Sunday. 
What's going on, guys? This is my favorite part of the show. Where I get an opportunity to tell you about Prospects, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The most easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick the more than or less than on two to six player stat projections. Then you watch the winnings roll in. Right now, Six picks power play for $350. I'm waiting to win. I got D'Angelo Russell, more than six assists, five assists. Austin Reeves, I just need for you to make two threes and we can bring some money home, guys. The uh, Julius Randle, more than or less than on 26 and a half points in assists combined. I believe you're going to do it. This is how easy it is to win money on prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com. Slash locked on NFL and use promo code locked on NFL for a first time deposit match. Deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use promo code locked on NFL for a first time deposit match up to $100. Welcome back, locked on Texans listeners and viewers. Before we close out today's show, Aren't you guys happy that <laughs> C.J. Stroud is your quarterback and not in Carolina and Bryce Young is in Carolina and not in Houston? Through the first six games of their young career, C.J. has proven to be at this point the better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, this is after a lot of offseason hype that the Carolina Panthers could possibly win that division, I heard from a lot of people. Now we're looking at the Houston – I heard it. Now we're looking at the Houston Texans in a much better position than that team – and a lot of it is based off of, you know, the players that they brought in. But C.J. Stroud at the quarterback position has been pretty impressive for Houston. Yeah, and look, I don't want to look too much into this. And, John, to your point, everybody knows that C.J. Stroud has definitely looked like the better quarterback. But I do wonder how much of this is literally just that C.J. just might be in a better situation. Maybe, just Maybe. Because when you take a look at Carolina, they don't have, and I can't believe I'm saying this, they don't really have a Nico Collins and a Tank Dale. Oh, Adam Thielen has been playing some good football for Carolina. I mean, he's been playing good, but is he Nico Collins, though? Um, am I getting too – am I getting lost in the hype now? I, no, I, I think – I think I, honestly, I think – and he also – they both missed week. I think Adam Thielen may have slightly better numbers than Nico at this point. Let me look that up. Mm, well – Put it like this. I think the weapons that C.J. Stroud has here in Houston might be better. Um, even though the offensive line has gone through several injuries, they do have better linemen than what's going on in Carolina. Um, clearly a better play caller and better coaching staff, and I think that might be the biggest reason why we have seen Bryce Young um, struggle through the first six games of his season because the one thing, like I said several times here on this show, the one thing that I love most about – Bobby Slowick and Coach D'Amico Ryans and the rest of this um, coaching staff is the fact that they like to listen and work and make adjustments to what the players are seeing, what the players like to do. And that is part of the reason why we have seen guys like CJ and, and, and Tank and Nico and Devin Singletary and all these other guys actually thrive through the first six games of the season, which, as I just mentioned in the last segment, you know there's something going on with Carolina's coaching staff if – six games through the season. I mean, look, we're not even at the halfway mark, and you already got a change of plans in your offensive play caller. So, you know, look, I'm hoping that Bryce Young has a very successful career, 
But at the same time, you got to call it like it is. C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans, they definitely got lucky lucky on this one. Shout out to Lovey Smith and David Smills, man. Every time we, we talk and, about And Brandon Cooks. And, and George Aikens. <laughs> and Pep Hamilton. And uh, Rodney Thomas, the uh, safety for the coach, who didn't bat the uh, interception down. It's, mm, it's a lot. Mm, mm. Cigar had his hands on that franchise that day. Uh, and by the way, Adam Thielen and Nico Collins. Adam Thielen, Thielen, Adam Thielen, excuse me, has four TDs compared to Nico Collins. But in every other category, Nico Collins is beating Thielen right now. 450. 547 yards compared to 509, 19 yards per catch compared to 10, and um, 19, 20 or more yard plays for Nico Collins compared to seven for Adam Thielen. I'm looking forward to this game. I'm looking forward to this game. I think this is going to be an overall statement for the offense, and I think CJ is going to look good. I think – I think the run game is going to look good. Houston has been trying to get that going. I think this is the perfect opportunity for them to have a wow, welcome to the season finally type of you know performance from everybody involved. I think this is going to be a very good game for Bobby Slork, his play calling and his offense. And I think Houston is going to put up 30 points at least against the Carolina Panthers. So I, I know everybody is, is happy singing praises, and they should feel lucky and blessed that C.J. Stroud is their quarterback. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texans podcast. Be sure to do us a favor. Subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter slash X at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter and X at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.